It's time to get back to basics, reclaim your space, and live a simple life as much as we possibly can. Hey, my name is Louise Hopkin, and I am your host of the Inspiring Calm podcast. And I believe that we can simplify our lives, and this needs to happen by letting go of stuff. Using the clutter-free home method I created, I am helping working mums just like you create a clutter-free home that is easy to maintain so the house doesn't look like a disaster at the end of the day. If that sounds like what you need, then join me for today's episode. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. And I am super excited to have Tamara here with me. Uh, We're just going to have a casual chat. Uh, Tamara and I met Gosh, it was probably a year ago, right? Or maybe even longer. Um, we met and um, Tamara took my training, the Reclaim Your Space program. So I thought it was super exciting that as a student to, to come on and chat and go through her journey and sort of explain to us why she took the program, how it helped her, some goals and things like that. So Tamara, thank you for being here. And um, if you want to just say a little bit about yourself as well and and, uh, so everybody can get to know you, that would be awesome. Put you on the spot now, hey? (laughs) Thank you. My name's Tamara. I am a mom of six kids. I've got five boys and a girl. I run my own business called Calming Connections, helping parents connect with children and behavior. Um, My husband runs a company. He runs a refreshing painters so we have a painting company which our kids love to work for every summer and then I also work for the school board as an EA currently um so yeah that's me in a nutshell and yeah the course was amazing and I can't wait to tell you guys more about it awesome my gosh just listening to it I'm like yeah we just have a business I have a business we have six kids I'm like holy smokes you say it so calmly and I'm sitting here going gosh (laughs) and you've got it all together which is awesome so thank you for taking time out of your busy day so yeah I just wanted to quickly go you know um, share your experience about it so what kind of was your tipping point Um, I know you had been we'd been chatting and kind of been in the group and following uh, uh, Space Reclaimers Meet, um, what was the tipping point where you thought, you know what, I need to get some stuff done with my clutter and this would help? Um, What made you decide to join the program, I guess? So the tipping point was probably because I'd been following for quite a while. I'm like, okay, yep, like it, like it, like it. And then I'm like, now I just need accountability. I just need somebody to just say, Tamara, knock it off. Don't be dumb, which I tell my kids regularly Um, and just finally do it. So I took the course, not sure totally what to expect. Like I'd followed it along long enough to know kind of what your feel was. I felt like it jived really well with me personally. And I felt that I could be held accountable. I felt that it was just the right time before I got too busy with my job and working um it kind of just came at the perfect time for me just to have that extra space to do it in beautiful and I love that you use that word space right that's what it's all about (laughs) (laughs) um and I think that's kind of neat because it it is about timing for sure uh and you have to be ready to sort of commit to it as well so with the timing though did you feel like um it took up a lot of your time because like you just said, you're super busy mom, like you're super mom out there. And, and how did you find the time to go through the program? I just made it a priority. Um, 
I did it after lunch, mostly like the modules and things like that. So right after lunch or while I was eating lunch, I just listen away and then it would motivate me for the rest of the afternoon to get something done. So whether it was pick a spot, pick a drawer, pick, I don't know, every single water bottle that I have in my house and get rid of them, <laughs> whatever it was, it just gave me that extra motivation to go through it, clear my head, do some journaling on it, and then move into action pretty quickly. Beautiful. That's but Yeah. So what I'd love to do is talk about how you mentioned, you know, where, what you thought my message was and how you thought it really jived with you. I love that word. Wanted to go there, but then I wanted to talk about how you said the motivation and I think the accountability, how you would listen to the modules and get something done. Did you find the modules were like easy to do, easy to follow? And they gave you that inspiration to keep going. Now that you've finished the course, has it given you those skills to continue that through um, your everyday life? Because you finished it a few months ago, right? Um, So has it given you that skills to keep going with that? Yeah. So the motivation for me is huge. Like if I listen to something, I'm a doer. So I get things done as soon as I listen to it. So I have you in the back of my brain still to this day. And that's what made us jive is that just your personality, you're easy to get along with, easy to chat with, easy to bounce ideas off. If I'm like, Hey, this isn't working for me. I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. I felt like I could work through it easy with you. Um, and then, yeah, just motivation for me is just getting things done. So I just listened to it, did whatever journaling we had to do thought about it. And then I'm like, okay, what can I accomplish in the next 10 minutes? And it's funny because I also have my mom in my head sometimes. And it's a different message because (laughs) I would say, mom, can you make banana bread? And she's like, no, that takes forever. And I'm like, what, how did, how does it take forever? And then when I grew up and started making banana bread on my own, I'm like, mom, it takes like 10 minutes to make, but it takes an hour to bake it. Right. So that kind of like miss weird message that I got was like, it takes forever to do it. But if you break it down, really, it only takes 10 minutes of actual doing the the time it takes is to bake it. So I just have that in my head with you in my head saying just like five minutes, that's all you need to do something like 10 minutes, like take a drawer. Like I, the other day I was in a course and I'm like, you know, it hasn't been done in a long time. My window ledges. I haven't cleaned those in a oh, like, yes. It's been a year, right? <laughs> Since last spring. And I'm like, I've got like a five minute break right now. Did something, went to the bathroom. And then I quickly, like, I just cleaned the windows. Just one, that was it. And then I went back to my course. And then an hour later, I'd have another five minute break, did the same thing, cleaned another one. So I like got through like seven window ledges in my house, which I hate doing. Nobody likes that. Oh. But I was like, no, I need to do something. And I needed to move, but I didn't have enough time to like go outside for a quick walk. So that's what I did. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And that's why I think that's a huge measure because I'm so similar with that too, right? Like if you said to me, and I love the banana bread um, comparison, that was cool. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, if you think I'm going to take an hour or spend two hours doing something, how often do we put that off, right? Because then it's like, yeah, I don't have an hour or two hours to do it. But if you do things in between and break it down, it's so much easier, right? And to get it done. So I love that you got that message. I think it's, that's a really, really big message. And I think it helps people realize it is doable. 
Um, and sometimes it's the thinking about it that can stop us, right? That we spend maybe an hour thinking about it rather than just doing it. So yeah, oh I my thought you just said that to my boys yesterday, <laughs> fighting about whether or not to go outside and play catch. And I'm like, you know, with the arguments, like back and forth between you guys about why you do and why you don't want to, you could have already been done throwing the ball around. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, right? And sometimes, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we could have been done that. Yeah. I say that to my son all the time. He's a negotiator. I say, it's like, holy smokes, we can spend m- minutes negotiating. I'm like, he would have just had something done by now. Right. You got to have those shoes put away yes. in this time of us negotiating. Do you want the left shoe to go first or the right shoe to go first? I don't care. Just put it both away. (laughs) (laughs) Or do I have to do it? It's okay there. And it's like, yeah. So that's a whole ball game when you've got the kids, right? So totally. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I think another thing I was going to chat about is like, and, and you, you did touch on it already, the accountability and I get it. I know there's a ton of, you know, there's content out there that you can really soak up, but I think, you know, being part of a program, being part of a community, that accountability really helps. Is that why you think that helps you take that step as well? And 100%. Join that? Yeah. It's funny. I read a quote the other day and it was from a coach. I don't know what she coached. She was just popped up somewhere. And she said, you can bounce around from coach to coach and get all this free content, or you can stick with one coach, pay them something and actually accomplish something. Yeah. And I think that rang so true when it came to you. I'm like, yeah, I could totally find out all this information, but then I've wasted, I don't know, days of my life finding what I need to find that resonates with me. Or I just go with you in your program, which I loved and you made it so simple. It broke down so easily that it just made sense. Um, to pay you to do your job so that I can do my job, I guess. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing. And I know it's really hard for, and like you said, I do it with sometimes with my business too. It's kind of, you go around, but it's so much better when you have one direction, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. when you hear so many different things and, and I'm a big believer in suiting your personality. So to go into your strengths, right. And I think that's what, even with this program is what we're aiming to. We're all individuals um, and you're doing one program, but you're picking at your strengths from that program. I think is that hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It gives you the ability to be flexible with your personality within it. And I really like that too, because it gave me the flexibility to say, no, I don't really need to work on my morning routine, but my nighttime routine could use some work. And now it's like that habits, habit stacking, I think is what they call it, where you yes. like, you brush your teeth every night or you should, if you don't, please do. um, <laughs> this is a health advisor, please do. <laughs> but at night I put out my vitamins with my toothbrush for the morning when I go to brush my teeth again, so that my vitamins are there so I can take them. So it allowed me some habit stacking that I was kind of hit or miss on, but I was able to really kind of just focus for a few days and get it going. And now it's been, well, since I quit, quit, that sounds bad. Um, (laughs) Since I finished the program, it's still resonating with me to this day. It's still a habit that's still there. And some of my other habits that I have for the evening too, are still sticking because of that. Um, Beautiful. Looking a little bit more into those thoughts and ideas and around why you were and weren't doing them. And awesome. What's getting stuck in you? 
Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. Sometimes we get stuck in our own head, right? Because we're like, and, and seeing so many different ideas, it's like, well, I should be doing this or, and, and, you know, my favorite one is I should be folding clothes and it's like, should you though? Does it really suit your personality? And, and um, I don't, cause I'm, I, like I say, I'm like a bull in a China shop. I am just way too impatient or too busy for that. And I know I won't do it. So I hang most of my clothes. And I know we've talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I'd much rather fold clothes than hang them. Isn't that interesting, right? And see, I don't say that you should be doing it this way, right? Because that's your personality. So yeah. 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 And that's nice too. And I think a lot of the free content out there is kind of like, no, you should do it this way. But if it doesn't work for you, why would I force myself into a square when I'm a circle? Please stop it. Um, You say that, so please stop it. (laughs) Right? Because then you don't get the results and you get frustrated and then you give up and then you start looking for other things. And um, do you feel like sometimes people get, uh, they feel like they can't do it or they're, why? I don't like to use the word failure, but you know what I mean? Like they, they get frustrated because they think, well, everyone else is doing it. Why can't I? And they haven't found the right fit. Yeah. It right. For their personality. I think that's part of the problem is we are trying to shove too many people into that. I don't know if it's a circle or square. I can't remember the saying, but we're trying to shove too many people into that and working. That's what I'm realizing more and more. And working with families, the same thing on like the connection, the behavior side of things and just figuring out that we're trying too hard to make everybody be the same. We're all different. Thank goodness. Yes, totally. They're trying to make us the same. So I think with your program, you don't, I never once felt like a failure in it. There were times where I was like, and not for me. So I didn't do it at that moment. And that's okay because I was allowed to keep going in the program. It didn't like stall me. It didn't stop me. It didn't say, no, you have to go back and complete this before you're allowed to move on. Like I was able to go around into it a little bit differently in each week to suit me and what I needed in that week. So, and I can go back to the program and be like, crap, I really need to work on that again. So it's all there for me. Um, And I love that too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's awesome. I like just so excited because that was what I was aiming for. And I know um, there's been some great results with it. Now um, with the the acronym, I have reason, you Mm -hmm. love this one. Um, So, so the retail therapy, the emotions, can I spell assigned time, sentimental, overwhelmed, no, can't say it. Um, So we do a little bit of this in the program, right? And I do talk about it. So what was your top, you know, one or two that you collect clutter that you came out with? Um, Sentimental would be one of them because my dad passed away when I was little. And that whole mindset from the 30s still is stuck with me. Like it's ingrained. I was never born in the 30s, obviously. (laughs) But that whole, like my grandparents were farmers. They held on to everything. And then the sentimental part, like, oh my gosh, if I get rid of this, it's never coming back. (laughs) Yes. So those were probably my big ones. I'm not a huge retail therapy person. Um, Thankfully, my husband's grateful for that one because I leave things in my shopping cart regularly. Like I'm like, yeah, I want all this stuff. And then I'm like, do I do I really <laughs> want all that stuff? And then I look around my house and I'm like, do I really need more stuff with six kids and a husband and baseball and football and painting and everything else and bikes and whatever we have and camping and skiing? Like, no, no. So 
I leave it sit in my cart and then I kind of forget about it. And then I go back to my cart. I'm like, yeah, no, don't really want that. <laughs> so That's then I delete my whole cart and start again. That's my retail therapy, I guess, is just holding a space for something I may or may not want. <laughs> and then usually never ending up purchasing it. But it's a good tactic though, right? Because you're not being spontaneous. You're thinking about it. And perhaps you buy something that you really want or need, but at yeah. least now you're, you're kind of being true to yourself, aren't you? Right. Just sort of. Yeah. I'm not just you. buying because I saw it on Instagram and somebody said that this book was good. I'm like thinking about it and going, am I actually going to read that book? Yeah. Nope. Okay. Then I don't need it on my bookshelf. Yes. So it gives me that space and time, which I really like. And then. Yeah. That, no, that's great. Cause, cause that's what we do is we only talk about the two, the top two. Right. And then, yeah. and like, I like what you said, uh, you can go back to the program because if you say, but I've got like four top reasons, you know, some people do, right. Mm-hmm. And they can work on one at a time or two at yeah. a time and then go back and do it and refocus on it again. Um, yeah. which I think is really, really neat. And then we also have a lot of uh, support in the group. And then I always do challenges and workshops too. But I, I wanted to, sorry, now that I think about that, because you're saying some really good things with the kids, because you were saying, um, you know, with your, you know, your father passed away and, and they're mm-hmm. farmers and, and that sort of thing. Do you think this is helping your kids see you release things and not hold on to clutter as well? Or have they not noticed? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. Honestly, it's personality wise, because I have one kid that, well, two kids that are really good at releasing and just like, nope, don't need it. Get, get it gone kind of thing. And then I've got three kids that very much like to hold on to everything and it's dog. So today actually we cleaned and I'm like, you guys need to go through your rooms. And my, how old is he now? 11 year old son. He comes out and he's got his garbage. He's like, yeah, mom, I think I've got a problem. I'm like, oh yeah, what's that buddy? He's like, I think I need to let go of things a little bit quicker. And I'm like, oh yeah, why is that? He's like, mom, half this garbage is still from Christmas. Oh my gosh, that's so horrible. But I don't go into my room, my kids' rooms and clean them because it's their responsibility. Um, and I also know that if I go in and do it, they're going to get angry if I throw something away that they really wanted to keep or whatever it is. But it was nice for him to realize, like, I've got like boxes still from Christmas presents that are in my garbage and maybe I should let those things go sooner. Thankfully, our kids don't eat in our, their rooms or that could be disgusting. But um, yeah, it was just nice for him to come to that realizing realization yes. instead of me forcing it down him. Yeah. And, and I think that sticks more, right? When it's like, and the fact that he even kind of said it was like, whoa, I think I need to do this sooner. Whether yeah. he does or not, you know, maybe you can help remind him or push him to that. <laughs> no, 100 percent. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's super smart. Not like you said, if you throw something away accidentally, because sometimes it's amazing what they remember, the little trinket they had from something. They're like, what did you do with this mom? It's like, well, I thought it was garbage. So you throw it out and they get mad, right? <laughs> well, because it was important to them. And I yes. don't know what's important to them. And just like they don't know what's important to me. Yep. So I would prefer if they didn't throw out my stuff. But when I, when my stuff is in the garbage or in a bin to be donated or whatever I'm like please leave it there please don't bring it out like yeah. I've already released this please stop they'll be like hey mom I'm like no 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 it's in the bin it's done we're not talking about it anymore it's gone and they're like 
okay. But it's, it's, I'm like, no, no, no buts. <laughs> it's being like, dealt with, right? It's like, yeah. I'm and like, if you bring it back in, I might keep it again. And I don't want it. That's what I'm here in the first place. <laughs> I like, that's a really big one, actually. And when you do have stuff sitting there for donation, do you set a time uh, for when you're going to take it and drop it off to donation? Um, I really don't like getting in my car and driving anywhere. So I have it sitting there for as long as I need to until I go buy the donation. But as I plan a day, I'm like, okay, today I'm doing X, Y, Z. I'm driving right by it. It's gone. Beautiful. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cause that's another thing, isn't it? I know sometimes it can sit there and at least you're strong. So, Cause sometimes the kids can bring it all back out. Right. And they're like, Oh, I want this now. They haven't seen it yeah. for months, but yeah, all of a sudden they want it. So that's uh, yeah. So I love what we've been talking about tomorrow. And I thank you so much for your time for, for being on here. Now um, we wanted to, I wanted to kind of finish off with, you know, you mentioned coming connections is where you help when you work with kids Mm-hmm. Um, and I wondered if, you know, you, you talk or you see the connection between clutter and kids as well. Like, is that something you kind of do in your um, business as well? Or, yeah. So it's interesting that you asked that because with clutter comes that whole mental part of things, what you see, how you feel your reactions to things. Um, and it's interesting because kids don't. Some kids love clutter. Like I said, I've got a couple that love it and thrive in clutter. Like they're very creative humans. They've got a creative mind and it works for them. Drives me bananas, but it works for them. So I shut the door. Um, But with some of the kids that I work with, their home environment is so cluttered. There's so much stuff around. Their parents are buying so many games and so many things to try and fixes the wrong word, but kind of find something that their kid is looking for, if that makes sense. Um, So they've got all these things around, but their kid really has no time to do any of it because there's so much of it. So I know for us, if you walked into our house, you'd be like, holy crud, those people have a lot of games. If I opened up my game cupboard, because we do, we have a ton of games, board games, card games that we play quite regularly as a family. And then Lego, we have, I don't know, with five boys and a girl, like billions of pieces of Lego is my (laughs) guess. Um, But the amount that it gets used is unbelievable. So instead of having Lego plus trains, plus, I don't even know what else is out there. Any Polly Pockety, that's really old. That totally Yeah, yeah. like uh, little pet shops or shopkins or any of those little things. I try to keep those out of my house and make the space for the things that my kids really, truly do love to play with. And then for them and for kids that I work with, I know that if the kid has a place to put something back into, it's going to happen. Yes. But if they don't have a place for it, it's never going to happen because they're like, I don't know where it goes. So working with kids like three to five years old is when that can really be ingrained in them. And it's something that I've been talking the last couple of weeks on Instagram about is what kids can do at certain ages and stages. And at that one to three, you can have like a place for their teddy bears and they can easily put those away with you modeling everything. And you just keep, the more you model it, the easier it is for your kids to see it happening And then three to five, they're capable of doing more. They can put it in the spaces. They can make a space for it, whatever it is. Like 
So I think that it's really important for kids to have a place and it helps calm them to know that there is space for it. So when they're having behavior issues and toys are absolutely everywhere, it's no wonder they, and they don't have a place to put it. It's no wonder they're freaking out because you're telling them to clean it up, but they don't know where it goes. So then you're getting into a fight with them about, well, you need to clean it up, but there's nowhere for it to go. Well, I need it cleaned up now, but where do I put it? But a kid at like three to five, seven, eight, nine, they don't have that vocabulary vocabulary to tell you those things. Those are adult conversations, right? So you need to model it for your kids to have space, to have a calming place for them. Because if you don't, they're so overstimulated with video games and phones and TVs and everything else. They need to relax and they need a place to do it in. And that's what our home is. And that's part of the reason why I took your course too, is because I was feeling a little out of control. So I could only imagine kids were feeling a little bit more out of control. And I just needed to pull back on some stuff and get down to what was really important. And for me, it's my family and our time together, not cleaning for 20 hours a day and yeah, no, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That is a really awesome insight. And I, that connection um, is, it's huge. Right. And um, that's why I know you called it calming connections. Cause I think that's a really, really, it's massive. Right. And it's a neat name for it. Now, how can people, if they are wanting to, um, do, do you work remotely with um, yes. kids with behavioral issues? Okay, perfect. Yeah, so um, I mostly work with the parents because okay. um, it's where it starts. If us as parents aren't calm and connected with ourselves, it's hard for us to model that and show it to our children. So I work with the parents. I talk with them about what's going on with their children and how they're behaviors are showing up. And then I talk more in depth with the parent and get to the nitty gritty with them to help them see why things might be happening the way they are. Beautiful. Okay. And so if anybody's interested, how would they get hold of you? Uh, Maybe Instagram or anything like that email? Yeah. So Instagram, it's calming underscore connections one. And then for my email, it's calming connections one at gmail.com. Is it calm? I don't even know. I think it's calm. <laughs> it's all good because what we'll do is we'll put <laughs> I'll put the link in the show notes so everybody will be able to get hold of you. <laughs> I don't text or email myself, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> it's like when you're asked for your phone number, you're like, oh, what's my phone number again? Like, I, don't I don't call myself. <laughs> so I rattle off my husband's. So I'm like, wait, wait, that's him, not <laughs> You're only here. I love that. That's so cool. So I, but I will have definitely everything in there for you. And you have a website as well, or um, my website's coming up and it'll be commonconnections.ca. Beautiful. So okay. Perfect. That now. Yeah. Ooh, super exciting. Okay. Well, thank you so much Tamara. And um, I really loved our chat. I think it's really neat, you know, um, what you've got out of the program and what you're doing and helping parents with their kids as well is uh, super amazing and really special. And um, I appreciate everything you do. So thank you so much. Thank you. I've got some giggly kids in the background. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> They're listening to you. <laughs> They're like, my mom's a superstar. She's been interviewed. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, Louise. You're welcome. All right. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. That's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in on today's podcast. I really appreciate your time and being part of our movement where we are looking to change our lives so we can lead a more simple life, reconnect with our friends, family, and of course ourselves. 
If you need or want to have more support from like-minded folks and myself, head to our free private Facebook group, Who Loves to Organize? This is a safe place to share your thoughts, struggles with getting back to basics, whether that be resistance from family members or just needing to know where to begin. Louise Hopkins signing up for today and can't wait to share more thoughts, ideas and strategies on how to reclaim your space.